0: Robins on the Wire, a Bristol Post podcast with Michelle Owen and Bristol City reporter Gregor McGregor.
1: Before we start this week's podcast, a big thank you to ELM Legal Services, who are based in Bristol and provide will writing and estate planning services across the UK. You can get a standard single will for £99. If you'd like to get in touch, call them 0800 019 4557. Welcome along to Robinson the Wild with myself, Michelle Owen, and Bristol City reporter, Gregor McGregor. What another beautiful week in the Southwest. Uh, the heat wave continues. It's coming home as well at the time of recording. This is recorded. This is recorded on Wednesday morning before the semi final. So Gregor and I are a little bit on edge this morning, but we've got plenty of Bristol City things to discuss. Uh, we've had a first look at the new signings in these two friendlies, uh, the Johnson Cup. That happened last night. Gregor was there. Uh, more on Lee Johnson talking about from our Giju's ban, which is really interesting. We'll be talking about Matty Taylor. Is he Bristol City's new goal machine? Also, Nicholas Elias who's looked promising in these pre-season friendlies. More on him. More on Milan Dürich's future as well. And we'll be talking about Marbella. Gregor's off on holiday, although he says he's working. Uh, so let's begin with these pre-season friendlies then, Gregor. Uh, the weekend against Bitten. It was the community game. They do this every pre-season. I remember a couple of years ago, as was said, I had some friends that, that played in that one. Uh, a beautiful afternoon and a great occasion, by all accounts, and a convincing win. Yeah,
2: it's, it's tough to judge anything really against uh, non-league opponents, but um, certainly Bitten played really well at the weekend and they held out for a long time and... Yeah, for Bristol City, it's a case of getting some running into the legs and uh, warming up slowly for the new season. Uh, and for myself, uh, a chance really, and, and a lot of fans. To top to up see, the tan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to top up the tan, yes, and also see the new guys in action. Yes, um,
1: so it's our, our first look at yeah. these these boys. Um, I think maybe, with all due respect to Bitten, uh, last night was more of a test in the Johnson Cup when Bristol City played Cheltenham Town, Lee Johnson v Gary Johnson. The Johnson Cup was there Or not there Because it was an old Plymouth Player of the Year trophy Because Lee Johnson Has lost the Johnson Cup The Johnson Cup came home To Lee This time You saw Adam Webster play Scored a bit of a worldie By all accounts uh, Who else impressed you Last night? Uh,
2: Nicholas Eliasson Was probably man of the match um, We're going to hear from him I think in a bit uh, yeah. he, he scored two goals And um, And, yeah, his his crossing was a threat throughout. Could easily have got um, a couple of assists and um, probably the best game I've seen him play for Bristol City. Uh,
1: Has his end product, would you say, improved since last season? Because that was the problem with him last season. You go on these mazy runs and then you'd be like, well, where are you going? And there was nothing at the end of it.
2: Certainly did last night. And, it's some lower league opposition, but um, it's a start and... um, Yeah, it could be the the likes of him and and maybe I'm going to lump Matty Taylor in with this as well. But the guys who've been there maybe a couple of years, maybe it's their turn to shine now. So uh, hopefully we'll see more of it.
1: We'll come on to Matty Taylor shortly because he's been scoring goals in these opening pre-season friendlies. But first, shall we hear from Lee Johnson then? You spoke to him after the game and he was in good spirits. Uh, This was literally after the final whistle, wasn't it?
2: It was, it was, yep. Uh, Lee said he was extremely pleased with capturing the trophy that's now going to send him into Europe, as he promised, during uh, the first five years of himself in charge.
3: Yeah. So what, what are your thoughts after tonight? you It's come home, you've reclaimed the, the Johnson Cup. Well, it's a really important win. Obviously, I think it takes into the Europa League, which I talked about on a regular basis, about getting Bristol City into Europe inside five years, so I'm delighted with that players have just been uh, spraying champagne in the dressing room singing championes championes and obviously uh, it's amazing that the johnson cup's in its rightful place at the top of my man actually it's the plymouth young player of the year award because i lost the johnson cup but still um, it's nice to have a, a cup on the mantelpiece <laughs> and some of the players who play tonight i mean we've seen Matt taylor
2: score another goal, haven't we and uh Is there any chance he could replicate Bobby Reid's
3: goal-scoring spree last summer and maybe maybe fill his boots on a long-term basis? I think so. I think you've just got to keep scoring goals, haven't you? Obviously, um, I'm not sure whether people understand how good the signings are that we've made this year, you know. it may be unfashionable um, because sometimes we get hyped up um, by certain names, but uh, we made some really, really good signings. And, and even last year's signings come into fruition in this preseason, like Sir Nicholas Eliasson, who I thought was tremendous today. And uh, if he can transfer that sort of performance into championship games then he's the player and more that we expected and, and knew we have so we see it all the time in the seven aside back in training um, but scored two goals today and is as dangerous as he was it's um, it's brilliant I thought Hakeem done very well Hakeem sorry Hakeem Hakeem done very well today as well and uh and webby so um again the newbies yeah. very very good quality goal from webster as well wasn't it so uh, when was the last time Bristol city had a goal scoring defender like that <laughs> well different type of goal scoring defender yeah a, a, a drive and a, a little mazey in a top corner i'm not sure flinty would have scored that one but mm-hmm. uh, no pressure he's got to get beaten flinty's nine goals next year just on some of the guys who aren't involved um uh, where's the likes of
2: Bailey Wright, uh, Lloyd Kelly, Callum O'Dowda? those guys carrying knocks at the moment? Or yeah, they... Bailey
3: Wright's just got a bit of a back spasm. Um, Callum O'Dowder rocked his ankle about the third day of training, but is um, back in training now. Yep. So, uh, but we're not going to play him until Saturday, Callum. Um Here else have we got. Um, Lloyd, Kelly, is Lloyd Kelly has got a knock as well, but again, he's back in... In training, these are just like little small, sort of. Uh, it's not, it's a little twisty, ad Lloyd Kelly. So, yep. um, but again, it's more precautionary at the moment why he's not training, and not playing. It's just he could be an important player for us moving forward. So, uh, and then tomorrow we've got a game. So, the likes of Patson, um, Fireman, Walsh, Corey Smith, uh. Watkins all uh, we'll play tomorrow uh, And
2: Deju's ban Which obviously the club appealed Is there any news yet on that Whether that's well, We're been going successful? down
3: Thursday to London what? So uh, I think it's important that we show our Presence, myself, uh, Famara Mark Ashton, Luke Waring um, and, and we go to plead our case And uh, I think it's important that We get him off it because he hasn't done it and uh, it's difficult because obviously you can't say too much, but I really hope that justice prevails. Mm -hmm. Good luck with that Lee, just one
2: last one, Milan Juric has been linked with a move back to Italy quite heavily in Italy,
3: you wouldn't want to lose another player would you? No, I mean obviously Milan is still really nursing himself back, he's probably not full tilt yet, but we know what a good option he can be, particularly with his frame and his Um, and his and his power once he gets back to his, his normal self, so we'll have to see I mean I think it was a, a bid um, that came in that wasn't anywhere near um, what we paid for him, even so that gives you a, a good marker of, of where that sort of bid was but uh, again that sort of stuff um, goes into Mark Ashton and of course I'm aware of it, but I'm conscious to uh, to make sure we keep improving and coaching. I'm working on the bits that we need to to have a better season. Nice one. Cheers. All
2: right. Thank
1: Cheers. Thank you. Thank you. That was a very interesting chat, Willie Johnson. Gave you a lot of his, his time there as well. Just a couple of things I want to pick out from that. For Mara Jiju and his ban, I thought that was all done and dusted. What's, what's going on? Because he seems to think there's a chance that he could have him back earlier.
2: Yeah, the, the club um, appealed the ban. I, I have to admit... I've um, when I first did my digging into this I was misinformed that um, they, the club couldn't um, appeal the ban but they can and they have done and yeah Thursday um, tomorrow at the time of uh, speaking is is the big day um, it's D-Day in, in terms of yeah what's going to happen there and yeah as Lee said himself Mark Ashton the club secretary Luke Wurhun uh, and Famera will all go down to London to FA headquarters and yeah they're going to fight this thing aren't they and uh, We'll probably know tomorrow what the outcome is, later on. Um, and yeah, my hope is that it gets overturned. And certainly, it, it doesn't seem there's a lot of evidence. So I would be surprised if that doesn't happen.
1: What's interesting as well is that Juju's featured in these pre-season friendlies last night. He played, didn't he? Which would indicate to us that Johnson has this sort of positive mentality that he's is going to be back because he very much seems in his plans. You wouldn't think he'd be playing him when he's missing for the first six games as much. Do you see what I'm saying?
2: Absolutely, and you couple this to the fact that there's a bit of speculation around milan Jurić as well, um, which we're going to come on to, I'm sure. Um, and yeah, basically, City could have a big problem. If, if the if the ban is upheld and he has to miss those first six matches, I would suggest that that is going to be a huge, huge blow for City. Huge, honestly.
1: Yeah, really big. I mean, six games is a massive chunk of the season, and given how valuable he was last season. Yes, they got by without him when he was injured, but to start the campaign with your big front man, you need him, don't you? But saying that, there is a striker who's uh, got some very, very, very early form, isn't there? And we would, Lee Johnson was just talking about him there.
2: Yep. Uh, Massey Taylor, could he be the one for this season? Is he the man to step up and fill Bobby Reid's boots? Well, he's going the right way about it, isn't he? He's, he's got well the two goals so far in the first two games, but... Okay, it's early days and I don't want to get carried away, but this is how Bobby Reid started, if you remember, last season. He put together a great goal-scoring run. I think it was eight goals in seven games across pre-season last summer. And then he kept that form going into the league. And, yeah, I can honestly see Matty Taylor doing a um, a similar thing. I'm not too sure he's going to score quite as many goals as Bobby Reid did last season. But if he's the regular second striker... I think we'll we'll see his best season yet in a red shirt. I know Lee rates him really highly. Well, yeah, the
1: way he was speaking there was very positive, considering he didn't get that much game time last season. Yes, there were injuries, but it does seem to really rate him.
2: Yeah, he does. And, um, yeah, it's not just what he can do with the ball, which we've only really seen glimpses of so far. Um, it's his off-the-ball work. Um, it's his industry and tenacity, both attributes that Bobby Reid added to the team and that Lee wants his front... Men to show week in week out, and yeah Matty taylor 's got that he 's going to work really hard from the front, and when he was playing regularly up front with tammy abraham he, he posted some of the best statistics in the league for working hard as as one of the strikers in in the, in the second tier and um, yeah, I, I think if he gets a good chance, then I think we 're going to see a lot um, some good stuff from him
1: and another another player that seems to be coming into his own, as we were just mentioned was Nicholas alyson and You caught up with him after the game and he seems to speak really well. Have you spoken to him before
2: this? I've spoken to him a couple of times, yeah. I spoke to him when he first signed and um, another time after that. And, yeah, he's another one. He's got a year under his belt. He's maybe become more accustomed to uh, English football. And I know a lot of fans will say, well, he's not playing at the moment, what's the point? Well, sometimes you've got to give these guys a bit of time to settle in. And, okay, some people will say, look what happened to Gustav Engval." Well, it's competition for places. This is what you want. The club believes in and talent and he has got some talent. So um, let's see if he can do it. And um, certainly the fight for the wide position, positions in the team is, is really hotting up, especially if you consider that Marley Watkins has scored today against Newport. Um, And also Well Adelican has Probably been the Pick of the new Guys for me so far He's been He's shown some Real promise in Both the early Two games so far And you've also Got Calamo Dowder Who I thought Really blossomed Last season too
1: Okay let's hear From Nicholas Eliasson Straight after Yesterday's Johnson Cup game So
4: yeah Great game Two great goals today How, How are you feeling After the match? Uh, I feel great actually it was a good game uh, against a good side so I feel like we, we've been working really hard and I feel like some of the stuff we've been working hard in training we could see it today in the game as well so uh, yeah that's positive positive. And uh, which of
2: your goals were you more pleased with?
4: I think I would say the the second one. Uh, The first one was a good volley, but I think the the second one was, yeah, the personal favourite one.
2: I've just been speaking to Lee Johnson before this, and he was saying about how pleased he was with the way you played tonight. Um, That must make you feel very confident and
4: uh, must please you as well. Yeah, of course, uh, you always try to do well and uh, when the gaffer says that of course that's positive. So, uh, but it's still early on in the season, so I'm just going to try to to do uh, whatever I can do every training and every game to do the best I can do. So, that's what I...
2: Any ambitions for this season coming up particularly anything you really want to achieve?
4: Uh, I've been here one season now, so uh, I feel like I I felt like when I came back the first day, I felt like now I know everything around the club and I know the country and and the language and everything. So I feel more more like home, if you can say that. And uh, (coughs) that's, I think, yeah... Hopefully that can help me to to perform even better this season Yeah, nice. uh, and I feel like I had a uh, quite a good start as well So
2: and how did you spend your summer as well? Because obviously the World Cup was on did you watch a lot of it?
4: Or? Uh, yeah, <clears throat> I was watching uh, the <laughs> last game <laughs> with the boys. Uh, you won't mention that. No, exactly but, <laughs> <clears throat> but yeah, I'll be uh, my holiday. I went first to my mom is from Brazil, so I went to Brazil to see her part of the family, and uh, I stayed there for a couple of weeks, and then I went back to Sweden uh, for a couple of weeks as well, and then yeah, then I came back here. So, and I've been uh, I enjoyed it, but uh, at the same time worked really hard to to come back fit and to give myself the best opportunities for for this season. So, yeah.
2: that's fun. Well, well played today, mate. Thank you. Great goals. Thank you. See you soon.
1: It was funny hearing him talking about the, the World Cup and where he watched it because I saw that on Instagram that he was there and amongst a lot of the Bristol City boys and Aidan Flint, I think, was back down for it. They're all there in England shirts and there's Niklas Eliasson, rather, sat in the bright yellow of Sweden in amongst them and not a happy day for him in the end.
2: No, no, and... Uh... Yeah, he didn't want to talk about it last night, so I didn't press him on that one. <laughs>
1: <But> the thing <laughs> just... is, like, actually, if you think about, if he'd had a really good season last season, if he'd been a first-team regular, he could have been in that squad, couldn't he? Because there's a lot of championship players in that squad.
2: Yeah, absolutely, and he's, he's a young guy. I think he's 22 or something still, but um, yeah, he's certainly got some real talent. He's stood out for the Sweden under-21s, and he's got a big future. So, I know Lee Johnson did say at the beginning of the summer um, to Jeff Twentyman that um, they might consider a loan for him um, uh, but it would only be to an English club so we might have to watch out for that towards the end of the window depending on who maybe gets those um, starting spots on the wings but he played really well last night at Leicester, and he's put down a marker there
1: Yeah that would be one to watch for the season for sure and Milan Djuric his future quite up in the air at the moment
2: Yeah it's a good little story here really so the um, story broke at the weekend in Italy the um, Serie B club Salernitana had uh, made a bid for him um, and they are very hot for Juric I can say um, they, they really want him he's obviously I think he's played for some seven different Italian sides he knows the uh, Serie B and uh, very well so I think that would be pro- part of the allure for taking him back to Italy and the Italian side are really pressing for him and We've spoken to several people in Italy ourselves and um, in fact we're going to hear from uh, one prominent Italian journalist and yeah, they, they seem to think that there's a, a real good chance of this happening.
1: So you caught up with this Italian journalist, uh, who is he, what's his background?
2: His name's Franco Esposito, he is a journalist with the Corriere Dello Sport uh, which is one of the Italian national newspapers and Franco specialises in Serie B transfers and he kindly
1: gave us the update
2: from the Italian end.
1: Okay, here's a brief word from Franco.
0: Salernitana abandons the negotiation for Duric and turns on another player of the Italian league. If it is a strategic move in the match race with the Bristol City or a real turnaround, we will know it only in the next few hours. The stiffening of the Salernitana comes from the rejection of the offer by the Bristol City. The club of Salerno has proposed to the Bristol City 250,000 euros to acquire the player outright. Durich, in turn, has a heavy contract for the standards of the Italian Serie B. It seems 250,000 euros net per season. In the proposal made at Bristol, the Salernitana will take on the last year of the contract and then make the footballer sign a three-year contract with the same figures. An operation that, on balance, would lead Salernitana to a gross outlay towards Bristol of about 1 million euros between the transfer value and the last year of the attack's contract. Salernitana has already a maximum agreement with Milan Juric, but does not intend to relaunch the offer to Bristol, considering that the player is aspiring contract.
1: So is it inevitable that Juric is going?
2: OK, so just to bring this up to date, obviously we heard from Franco there. Um, I've got a bit more to add to it and understand from Italian sources that basically uh, I think Sal and Natana are really ready to walk away from this deal now because they, I don't think they, they want to pay too much money. They haven't got too much money to spend here. Mm. And they understand that um, Juric has only got one year left on his deal. Now, this is interesting because... Jewish does have one year left on his deal, but I understand that there's an option year um, from the club's perspective, so it might mean that that effectively pushes out to two years. Uh, So the club have have basically made their best offer and they've basically said to Bristol City that they're going to walk away. It does sort of... Well, I mean, we obviously heard from Lee and I asked Lee about this last night and he did leave the door ajar. I think ultimately it might come down to what Milan wants himself. The Salerno would have to offer more money um, and they might be playing hardball here. We might see them come back to the table with a little bit more at another date. But um, I think it might ultimately come down to what Milan Juric himself wants. And we, he's another player. We haven't seen the best of him in a Bristol City shirt. Is he going to fight for a place? Uh, And and I do know Lee is a huge fan of his um, And we have seen, again, glimpses of what he can offer He got uh, the winner against Ipswich in the last season And another one at Sunderland earlier in the year Um, Is he going to stick around and fight Or does he really want to go back to Italy? And if he really does want to go back to Italy And I have a a suspicion that he might do Then um, this might be something to keep an eye on
1: Talking of outgoings, any updates on anyone else that could be leaving? I mean, Joe Bryan's featured in these pre-season friendlies, hasn't he?
2: He has, yeah. There's nothing to report on that one at the moment. I think that one's going to go the distance. But as I say, my information is that he won't sign a new deal at Bristol City. And uh, there's a small chance he could stay next and, and, um, next year as well, but then he'd leave on a free. But I do think he will leave at the end of the window to a Premier League side. Um, yeah. Do
1: you think he could stay for six months or five months and go in the January transfer window? Is, is that a possibility right now? Because it just seems so quiet. I think we've got to bear in mind, though, that the World Cup is continuing. At the time of speaking, England is still in the World Cup, which I think is having a bearing on a lot of Premier League clubs' transfer activity at the moment.
2: Yep, yeah, there's, um, there's still some six, seven Premier League clubs, I believe, who haven't even bought in a single player yet. Um, there's Yeah, there was speculation, wasn't there, the other day that Fulham might be bringing in Jean-Michel Serri from Nice, but that hasn't happened. Um, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. It could be that he goes in January instead um, and then Bristol City at least get a fee. Um, but basically... But it would
1: be reduced, from that it, in January?
2: Yeah, absolutely. He will be going, though. That's my information. Um, it's just a question
1: of when. Yes,
2: yeah. In terms of other outgoings Um one I've just heard today is that Sean Mikulski very highly rated at Bristol City is uh, of interest to Doncaster Rovers Um so that would be great if that one progresses because obviously it'd be another player to go out from Bristol City and get league football Doncaster in league one I believe at the mm-hmm. moment That's so correct. that would be a good that would be a good step up for him from yeah. Newport last season, and yeah. would be terrific news for Bristol City. And this comes off the back of um, Johnny Smith obviously going out on loan yesterday to Tranmere, yeah. and even scoring was yesterday. Scored on his debut, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, against Liverpool. Oh Great yeah, job.
1: but uh, did you see the the error from Loris Karius? It was a tap in, but he had to be there. He had to react. But yeah, Karius spilt the ball. I think he's still got a hangover, hasn't he, from that Champions uh, League final?
2: Maybe lasting. A, oh, a, a
1: your wow. words, your words, not mine. In terms of incomings, um, any rumours
2: at the moment? It's gone a bit quiet. I asked Lee about this after the Bitten game the other day and he said that the main thing was about retaining City's best players now. So, so that kind of hints to me that mm. that they're almost done in the transfer market. We do know they still want a goalkeeper. I don't have any new names on that at the moment, I'm afraid. Who was in goal last
1: night?
2: Uh, Frank Fielding. And Frank was one thing about Frank, he was very, very loud yesterday. I know the club's been working on... Their communication and um, certainly him and Marlon Pack were barking out the orders, um, and it was great to see and hear. And um,
1: yeah, I suppose you can hear it even more in these preseason friendlies because when we're up in with the gods, uh, Ashton Gate, you know, we can't hear above the crowd what the players are saying. But watching these preseason friendlies gives you a real insight into the psyche of a team and how it all ticks over on the pitch, doesn't it?
2: Yep, it does. It does, and um, yeah, I I think City are. Yeah, developing nicely as they did last season. They sort of have this slow build up, don't they? Of slightly better opponents each week, and mm-hmm. uh, we'll see how they get on. But yeah, in terms of incomings, we know they want a goalkeeper. Their wait- my information is they're waiting for the right one to become available. They might they might follow that through right to the end of the window. So something to keep an eye on there. And yeah, I, I believe. Well, I've been told that they want a left back as well. But I think that will probably be tied up in the Joe Bryan deal. Right. So if Joe goes, they'll bring in another left back. They'll have targets. Um, and yeah, that nothing will happen there. And so we know exactly what's going to happen with Joe.
1: Okay, we'll have to watch this space on that one. So you're off on holiday then, Gregor? Tuesday, you're flying out to Marbella. Which, by coincidence, is where Bristol City will be. Where's my invite? Uh,
2: well, yeah, maybe a, a live robin's on the wire from Well, Spain, I
1: think people right. would start talking if we went to Marbella <laughs> to get the Gregor. Uh, alas, I am in Toronto next week, so you are the man that will be keeping us abreast on all things Bristol City in Marbella. An exciting destination for them to go to for a pre-season tour. I don't really feel like they need warm weather training, to be honest, because we've had the heat here, haven't we, for the last few weeks? Can you imagine what it's been like up at Feyland? There's no shelter up there.
2: Judging by the time that Jamie McAllister and Lee Johnson are sporting, then, <laughs> yeah, obviously uh, it's been pretty sunny in Fayland too. Um, yeah, well...
1: There's no trees, there's no cover, is there? I mean, no. it's the same when it's wet and windy, but... No, just... It must have been brutal up there doing those sprints. Uh, like, like we said, I think, the other week, those, that picture of Jamie McAllister, Lee Johnson and Dean Holden stood, arms crossed, just watching them go <laughs> through the pain... It must be sort of satisfying for them because they've done it all before, haven't they, as
2: players? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They'll know what it takes. And, um, yeah, it was was scorching the other day in Bitton, let alone Marbella, so... uh...
1: (laughs) And your five-star hotel in Marbella awaits?
2: I wish, yeah, no. This is the thing. I went to book the accommodation, but there was nothing left in Marbella, so I'm I'm in some (laughs) refuge out in the mountains, I think, a couple of miles away, so, uh, yeah. Do you think many
1: Bristol City fans will be going out for this one?
2: I think there'll be a few, and... Like sort of many clubs, uh, when, the, when uh, the team goes away on tour, you, you find that some of the fans who, who obviously live abroad can then go to those matches. Mm. So there might be some in Spain who, who drive over for the matches and it'll be mm. great to see them and catch up with them as well.
1: Fantastic. And what do we know about the opposition that Bristol City will face in, in Marbella?
2: So they've got, yeah, lower league opposition on the Tuesday, which I hope to make. I think that's being played actually in Gibraltar or very close to. Um, so I'll be driving down for that one. And then on the Saturday, they've got Rayo Vallecano, which is the uh, the headline act. Um, and they've just been be- promoted to um, La Liga, um, the, the top level um, in Spain, I believe. So that's going to be an interesting watch. That one's in Marbella, the football centre. And uh, yeah, then they come back, don't they? And they play... Uh, Bournemouth, and they've obviously got Shrewsbury this coming Saturday.
1: So, a busy pre-season schedule to come. It's like, I feel like we're properly back underway. But while all this is happening, there's a small, just a little small matter of England uh, still in the World Cup. Now, at the time of recording, it's uh, Wednesday morning. The semi-final is the afternoon, so we can make ourselves look fools here, Gregor. But what, what do you think What do you think is going to happen, sorry, this evening when, when they kick off against Croatia? Are you nervous?
2: Uh, I'm not nervous actually because yeah just enjoying England being in a semi-final getting this far okay they might lose tonight but I I don't fancy them to lose I fancy them to get to the final I think I said last week that I believe they could get to the final uh, was it last week or the week before um, and yeah they, they, they're they on course to do that and I can see them beating Croatia tonight by hook or by crook I think it'll be close and I just want to add in by the way my what, who was my pre-tournament prediction to win it
1: was it France?
2: It was France, yeah. Was yeah. it? Yeah, so... Uh... I
1: can't remember last night, let alone three, four weeks ago. I think, I think mine was something like Argentina. That went wrong, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, I think France do look so disciplined, don't they? I mean, trying to break them down. Look at Belgium's struggles last night and the world-class players they've got. So, we'll, we'll talk about that if we get there. Oh, I'm quite nervous today. But now you're going to go off to Marbella... You might Football might be coming home and you might be leaving the country. That's like me. That's what we're both doing.
2: Did you, did you hear about Lee the other day? Um, no. He was saying he's got two tickets for the World Cup final. Has he? He's got, yeah, two tickets. But it's on Sunday and he might have the dilemma of whether to go out there and watch... England playing it in a World Cup final and let's be honest <laughs> that's a once How's in How's that time. a dilemma? Yeah Or yeah but he's supposed to be going out to Marbella with the squad
1: oh, I think they'll cope without him for a day I think he can fly to Mos- from Moscow to Marbella the next day can't he? Mm. My um, husband was saying he's like, should we be leaving the country? Like if it comes home I hopefully not we should be leaving the country because we go to Toronto on the Monday It's weird isn't it? It's, 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 yeah Yeah it's uh, very odd but we'll see we'll see what mm. happens tonight So you're off to Marbella on Tuesday, returning on Sunday the 18th. So on Sunday the 18th, we'll bring out a special podcast. I feel like we should call it Gregor's Tales from Marbella or something mm-hmm. something with a more eloquent title than that. But you'll come back and regale to us what's been happening in Marbella.
2: Yeah, I'm going to be camped out uh, outside Scotty Murray's uh, room, hopefully, <laughs> find out where he is and, uh, yeah, report on all the tales from the big night out in Spain that the players will no doubt have at
1: some
2: point. <laughs> I am joking,
1: by the way. I, I somehow don't think that's <laughs> going to happen during a preseason camp. However, Scotty Murray might go out. And uh, we'll catch up for that special podcast reviewing what happened in Marbella a week on Sunday. Thank you for listening. Fingers crossed for England tonight and maybe, who knows, in the World Cup final. And we'll catch up with you maybe when when football's come home. If you're listening to iTunes, please rate and review us, and we'll catch you next week. Go on, England. This podcast was sponsored by ELM Legal Services, based in Bristol, who provide will writing and estate planning services across the UK. A standard single will is £99. You can call them on 0800 019 4557.
3: Robin's on the wire.